I just graduated college about nine months ago. And while I was there, I was diagnosed with adult ADHD. And I learned some strategies on how to allow that to work for me and not against me. But since being immersed in real adulthood, having to work a full-time job and manage my own time and diet without a class schedule or a meal plan has actually been quite a bit more difficult than I ever imagined. I listened to your podcast with BJ Fogg about creating tiny habits, and that was exactly what I needed to get my lifestyle back on track. I downloaded his book on Audible. I actually sat down and took notes while I listened, and then I got myself a push journal, and I can already feel the difference it's making. So I just wanted to say thank you. I am so glad I stumbled upon your podcast because they have changed my life. I really look up to you as someone who shares similar life values and struggles. I appreciate you, I adore you, and I mean it. Thank you. Hey there, welcome to The Shaleen Show. This is Car Smart Friday, and we're going for a ride, so please put your seatbelt on. We want you to be safe. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shaleen is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I'm here today with uh, Brett. We're on our way to the gym. You want to say hello? Hello, everybody. I'm the chauffeur today. And, and most days, which I recently, you just for the first time in how, how many years have we been together? Like 30 years? Yeah. You just recently told me why it is you always like to drive. I like to be the one that gets people there and in control and it makes gives me anxiety to sit in the passenger seat. Uh, okay, well that's cool because I like getting things done over here in the passenger seat like this podcast. But that's what we wanted to talk to you about today is how important it is for you to stay calm and to do your best to to spread that calm energy that everything is going to be okay with people around you oh you know what I forgot to, I don't even think I mentioned this to you that uh, someone called in after the episodes I did on addiction mm-hmm. and they were really upset because at the end of that podcast I said everything's going to be okay and uh, this person uh, is a mom whose daughter is not okay and she's it, her life is in jeopardy and she's struggling with addiction and they've done all the things and they've tried all the interventions and she just said I you need to be careful when you say things like everything's going to be okay because sometimes it's not and I want to first say I cannot imagine what you're going through I can't even for a moment put myself in your shoes and try to think about that because it'd be so painful to go through what you're going through whether that's you or, you know, if that person's listening right now or, or anyone. Like when I, I just wanted to explain what I mean by when I say everything's going to be okay. And this relates to this episode. And that is that we have to put our fear in God's hands. He, he is bigger than our fears. And we have to know that sometimes when things don't work out as we want them to or intend for them to, it's it's always for our best. And and in the thick of it, when it's horrible, it can't possibly feel like that, but it, God does have a plan and everything will work out. That's not to say it's going to work out as you want it to, or as we'd hoped for, or in a way that's most, I don't know, comfortable or easy. It's not always easy, but maybe, you know, you'll get through it is, you, you know, yeah, you'll survive. You're going to survive. Is like, it, you know, and what I meant by that is I'm okay in my soul. Even if, think, if 
when we don't know what's going to happen with our family, with the economy, with our health, with anything, we have to know that we will be okay in our soul. And that's what I meant by that. I didn't want to give people the impression that everything's going to work out the way you want it to. That's not often the case. But we want to talk about fear today because the only way to combat fear is with knowledge and by spreading love and allowing your calm nature to have an influence and infect the people around you. We all have family members who are freaking out and you have neighbors and family members and TV and social media and all these things that influence our own decisions. So I was explaining to Brett that I had was seeing all people post on social media that they couldn't find toilet paper anywhere. And I said, should we like try to find toilet paper? Like, and I know we don't need to find toilet paper, but so why are people hoarding things like this? And the answer is because they're seeing other people hoarding it. And so there's, that creates a demand and that got in my head. And I was thinking, all right, so should we stop by? And like, and Brett goes, why would we do that? We've got, we've got um, tons of toilet paper here and we have those flushable wipes. Is this too much information? Probably, but it's, it's just like, I don't want to watch the news and I want to watch the news for information. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch the news and like get all hysterical and, you know, yesterday, I mean, we were getting bad news. I mean, we had, we have lots of our, um, our children are both in college and they both have tons of friends in college and we, we have a, a huge sports community that we know love we have nephews that play a nephew that plays in the NBA and like guess what they canceled all those things but life's gonna go on and this is gonna be you know a a short period of time but we just have to be safe and not like overreact overreact what the sports things are doing they're being vigilant they're Mm -hmm. they're actually trying to keep people from, and slow this down and slow this down and by slow this down we're going to speed up the the dip if you will and it's many of the smartest people the analysts are saying it's going to be a v in other words like you know when we're talking about the impact it's going to have on the economy and the impact it's going to have on all of our lives it's going to be a swift and sudden dip and then we're going to lift back out of it because you can just look at china as our blueprint for what we will likely experience here in the United States. And we're not experts on this. Our goal, our objective is to take care of you, the lifer. And, uh, you know, yes, there are changes and upheaval and people will have to buckle down and, and be creative. Think outside the box. Don't get into a victim mentality. So yesterday I heard from a few students in our marketing program, the marketing impact program, who have businesses that are brick and mortar businesses primarily. And although we try to teach people how to build a, an online business and an online presence, many of them have used the Marketing Impact Academy to primarily build their brick and mortar businesses, which you can do, but we're always telling people that's risky. Having one thing is the riskiest place you could be. If you just have one job and one source of income, that's risky. If your only source of income is social security, that's risky. If your only source of income is, um, you're an entrepreneur, but you only have one stream or, or one Avenue that that's risky. That's why we are always recommending to people get your ducks in a row before something like this happens. I want to kind of, cause every 
painting has two sides or whatever. Every picture has like two sides, right? Every story? Every story has two sides. There uh-huh. you go. So the oil is another reason why things are crashing because they we're in an oil conflict, right? Around the world. But if you think about it, what is the company that delivers us these things in need? Is Amazon. Well, they need fuel to get to to get to us, right? Yeah. Well, now the fuel prices are down, so they're able to operate even faster and quicker and more efficiently. More, yeah, more efficiently. So, like there's you know, so the delivery there services are positive sides. There, there are positive sides because what if the gasoline prices were going up too? Then like Amazon might have to shut down or delivery services might have to shut down and then people would have to go out, which means it's a more chance of the, the virus to spread. Yeah, the virus to spread and that's not you gotta look at that benefit like it's a positive right and then to finish up on what i was just saying why it's so important that you look at an opportunity right like the positive side so if you've been sent home from work because your kids have been sent home from school use this opportunity as a time to explore other means of income other sources of revenue online perhaps we've heard from and 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 i don't want to downplay this because i know it's really scary for a lot of people but you have to put your fears aside because they don't serve you you have to move forward and say i'm gonna survive this i might not be living in the same house i might have to get a smaller car i might have to buckle down for a few months or even a year but i'm gonna be all right i survive everything that's your survival rate like you're everything's gonna be okay the people you love are safe and that won't change you know who you are and you know what you'll do in certain situations and and you will survive this. You have to know that. But consider this as an opportunity to look outside of what you normally do. One of the people I heard from yesterday was uh, really devastated that she had lost over $5,000 in clients. So she sees people in person. These would be, you know, um, personal trainers, therapists, massage therapists, uh, people who they service others. Sometimes that could be a waitress. It could be just about anything where you are an employee or you own a business where people have to come to see you. And because everyone's responding to this with extreme panic and fear, that's having a devastating effect on other people's financial situation. So I said to this MIA member, this is your wake up call to build exactly what you've been doing online. What you provide can be provided for people online and you can reach far more people and never, and this is by the way, a therapist, I said, and never has it been more important for people to take care of their mental health. Anxiety and worry and depression are at an all-time high right now because of a situation like this. So there are people who otherwise you wouldn't be able to reach that in this moment you can serve them and create an additional stream of income to supplement the people that you're normally seeing in person. I agree. I think it's a, it's a time to reflect. And if that's been something on your bucket list to get something, another stream of income, what a perfect opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you know, people, officials, health officials are saying, you know, limit your going out and being around too many people. You and I are going to support local businesses, mm-hmm. but we're not looking to go to a concert this weekend. You know, we're going to. But I wouldn't not go to one, to be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't. 
Yeah, I mean, but to be honest, there's also no concerts to go to. True. They, they cancel them. So, I mean, I, I, I get that. I mean, I think we, we would go to a sporting event or something like that if, if that were the case. We would still go. Yeah. I think this is the perfect opportunity for you to sit down and go, what can I do online so that I can prepare myself if this happens again in a year? Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily mean starting a business. It might be, mean reselling some of the things you have in your home. It might be working as a virtual assistant, doing some social media for other people, signing up to be a consultant, a freelancer. Whatever it is your expertise is as a way to guide other people through that thing that you've already figured out. Most importantly, you've, you've got to do these things. You actually have to get yourself to do the things you know you need to do. And this isn't a plug for our our coaching program, but like I have to say, we did a, a live coaching call last night with our members and they so many of them were like, this could not have come at a freaking better time because there's so many things I realize I know I've needed to do for a long time and now I'm doing them because I'm being held accountable and I'm learning how to get these things done. Yeah, if you had it on your bucket list or your goal list to open up a Etsy account or a Poshmark account or one of those online things that to sell things you have all this stuff you've piled up or or you know or you know this like trinket or whatever a widget that you want to sell to people and, and mm-hmm. this is the time to create your online store Shopify I mean there's there's certain companies right now that are out there that are just waiting for you to come open up an account with them and start an online business. And those businesses are actually booming right now. So oh, yeah. you won't hear about that on the news, but an example of that is Zoom. Yeah. Because people are realizing I can do what it is I do remotely with a video conference and other online services like Dropbox and anyways, you know, this isn't just about building a business or creating extra income. We wanted to we want to help calm your nerves. We interrupt this broadcast to answer frequently asked questions about CBD. It's crazy how many questions I get about this topic and how many misconceptions there are about CBD. First of all, CBD, there are many different forms, there's many different types, and you can buy it now at your local gas station. Because it's not regulated by the FDA, you need to be hella careful about using a very reputable company. Some things you need to understand about CBD. First of all, let me explain. The type of CBD that my soul CBD produces is a pure CBD, which means you can't get high from it. There is no THC, which is the part of the plant that gives you that hallucinogenic or the high characteristics that people refer to. My soul CBD is a an isolate. There's no other ingredients. It's pure. And the reason, the other reason why I love my soul CBD is because they actually care about the manufacturing process, how it's farmed, how it's packaged, quality control, and taste. CBD oils are very much like protein powders. Like there's some stuff on the market because it's not regulated where you don't know what you're getting. You don't know what you're paying for. You don't know what you're putting in your body. And that's why it is so imperative that you go with a company that actually cares about the reputation and the quality of their ingredients and has that brand integrity. And that's why I recommend My Soul CBD. 
And as a Shalene Show listener, you get 20% off when you go to mysoulcbd.com and you have to enter, don't forget, enter the code Shalene for your 20% off. All right, so what should you pick up your first time? Well, I'm a big fan of the watermelon flavored dropper oils that you just put under your tongue or you can put it in a drink. If you're not into oils, their gummies are like quite tasty, I might add. And their bedtime capsules, which are CBD combined with melatonin, those are remarkable. Those are my three picks. Don't forget to enter Chalene when you check out at mysoulcbd.com. All right, back to the show. All right, we went in the gym to work out, but we're back. And, um, you know, the gym, how busy would you say it was today? It was probably about 20% lighter than usual. Yeah, I was excited. Like, I mean, it wasn't empty. That was a good sign. And it was, and we went a little earlier this morning mm-hmm. and than we usually do, and it was filling up. Yeah, it was definitely filling up when we were leaving. So it's good to see. And there's people out on the road. And I don't want to make light of people who have decided to uh, think about their own health. And maybe you, you have a cold or the flu or your immune system is compromised at the moment. And it is prudent to take every precaution necessary. What we're trying to recommend is that you don't adopt a spirit of fear. And in fact, I think more important than avoiding someone who might be sick, I mean, that's important too, but it's equally important to avoid anyone who has that fearful spirit because a spirit of fear can be more damaging and more infectious than any disease. And that's why people are going crazy and anxiety is high and worry is high and the sky is falling. So it's this delicate balancing act where you want to be cautious and smart, use good sense, but also think about the fact that there are more ramifications to this than just the physical. I mean, on a global scale, you've got to think of others and not just of others' health, but you have to think of others' financial well-being. The waitress who is making one-tenth of the amount of tips, the people who you normally go and visit their establishments and and now they've got food rotting in the refrigerators of restaurants and that has to be thrown away. And so many of these people work on such small margins. It's, you know, if you can continue to patronize small businesses and do so in a way that's, that's safe, I encourage you to do so. Because there's some other industries that we just really can't do anything for, and they're going to suffer. I saw this on the news today. How about arena people that clean arenas and work at arenas? Ugh, yeah. And a couple, I saw a couple basketball players, NBA basketball players, already donate over six figures to like just those people. Sure. Because the they're going to be out of work. They're yeah. ma- maintenance yeah. people, the staffing, the people that. There's so many you. part-time workers that because there are layoffs and and many of these people are the ones who are least protected the people who they don't have insurance or they don't they're hourly employees and they they don't have uh paid time off and they you know and i think probably the government will step in let's have our fingers crossed and provide some relief there but in the meantime the more we can do to just continue as we always have but with probably in the way that we should always have been operating like I watched today and every single person on the equipment at the gym we were at wiped it down before they started and then wiped it down after. Well, that should be happening every day. And I'm going to be the first to say, I don't always do that. I always wipe it down when I'm done, but I hadn't thought about wiping it down before I get on it because 
I'm thinking about the person after me, but the person who was on it before me might not have been thinking about it. These are things we should have always been doing because the flu has always been deadly. The flu has always been a potentially fatal exposure for at-risk populations. 100%. That's why they created a flu shot. Create a flu shot with the strand that they think is going to be affected the most. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when you get it, I mean, it's... If you're at risk, there are tens of thousands of people who die every year from the flu. If we reported on the news every day what the flu was doing, it would turn into mass hysteria. So I know there are differences. I'm aware of all those things. And our intention today is to help you feel calm and to know that it is everything's going to work itself out. But we make things worse by overreacting and and having a fear mentality. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Oh, I know what I was going to say about social distancing. Social distancing is, is a good idea. Like we, I was thinking about it the other day. I'm like, why do we always shake hands with people? That seems like a dumb thing to do. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like a dumb thing to do? Yeah, and they talked about that yesterday that it's such a political thing. Like, you know, leaders shaking hands. Yeah. That Trump is still shaking like leaders hands, but you know, I'm sure he's got like some disinfectant right there, but the leaders are still doing that. And they're really telling people like, just don't do it. Right now. Yeah. Right. I'm not like, we did an event a couple weeks ago and afterwards I met a ton of people and there was already, you know, news reports about the coronavirus and it was an international event. And I, saw like it was like almost slow motion like this person was like reaching their hand out to me and I knew they were an international traveler and I was just like oh no what do I and I just didn't think quick enough and I shook that person's hand and like literally it felt like it was slow motion while I'm shaking their hand like up and down up (laughs) and down I'm thinking how do I get antibacterial soap into my hands and then I thought to myself okay just don't forget you just shook one person's hand don't shake any more hands because if that person did just spread something to you, it would be irresponsible to spread it to anyone else. And so from that point forward, I didn't shake anyone else's hand and I would like either elbow bump them or, you know, give them a hug. And and maybe even that's too close to proximity, right? To give someone a hug. But the practice of shaking hands is pretty dumb. Like we could probably, I wonder how many deaths we could prevent annually if we just stopped shaking hands. And yeah, because the spread is so... Because you just don't know what that spread is. Yeah, like a fist bump is fine. Like, why can't you do a fist bump? Fist bump is cool anyways. Yeah. handshake's bump. so formal. I like fist bump. I like a fist bump. Or, or like a hip a, bump. Or a knuckle bump. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah. What's the difference? Well, I thought you meant like a fist. Like... No, a, a knuckle bump and a fist bump, aren't they the same? Yeah, they're the same. All right. What about a hip bump? Have you ever noticed when you... Wait, to, when answer you... my question. What about a hip bump? Yeah, but people's hips are at different levels. So that and some people strange. don't know how to be gentle, and some people have bony hips. That's what I was going to say about, have you ever been um, fist, you know, uh, yeah. knuckle bump, fist fist pumped or whatever? Yeah. By like a five-year-old boy? A five or eight-year-olds. They'll, they punch you. Oh, yeah. They don't They don't know how to do it gentle. They oh, I know. I know. Like, so, so let's talk. Message now to the parents. Yeah. You need to t- teach your kids to do a gentle fist bump. Yeah. Simmer down, eight-year-old. Yeah. Jeez. Calm down. You're going to break my hand. Yeah, they'd like to do that. I do think... Let's let's start a hashtag. No more handshakes. Like, handshakes are dumb. Let's just not do them ever again. Yeah. They're not useful. They're just spreading germs. 
Okay, what's that guy's name? Uh, the comedian Howie Mandel. Like he's probably had it right all along. Yeah. Because if we were all just from this point forward more conscientious about our cleanliness and spreading of germs, we'd probably be better off. Uh, it's kind of like after 9-11. It made us all uber aware of our surroundings and vulnerabilities and, and you know, see something, say something. So there will be some a lot of positives that come out of this and, and maybe handshakes being eliminated is one of them. And maybe people being much more conscientious about cleaning their surfaces and their hands and all of those things might be that that might happen okay the last thing I want to say is that on my Instagram stories yesterday I asked if you were a business owner or someone who has been impacted maybe a service worker or some type of employer you're in an industry that's been severely impacted by um, this fear what do you want the general public to know and it was really interesting because a lot I wasn't I wasn't expecting this at all do you know what they said I would say 80% of them were like, please tell everyone we are sanitizing everything constantly. We are so conscientious about cleanliness. Please come in. Please come in. We, we are wiping down everything, every door handle, every, we're so conscientious about that. I saw that comment over and over again. And then I saw from a lot of people that if it's something you don't want to do right now, for example, a massage therapist said buy a a gift card that you could use later, something because so many of us rely on seeing you and we may not be able, we might not be available when this is over because this could put us out of business. So if it's something you know you're going to resume doing later, like maybe go and buy a gift card or purchase a package in advance. I know it's easier said than done, but just just think about the people that you care about and you see on a regular basis and, and don't forget them. All right, guys. I hope that was helpful for you. Love you. What do you say? Mean it? Yeah. Love you. Mean it. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you didn't sound like you meant it. I did. I lo- love it. Mean it. All the above. I love you guys. And I mean it. Talk to you soon. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I wanted to mention a tool that I think you're going to find incredibly useful especially if you struggle sometimes to know what your purpose is. What is your thing? Like, what are you called to do? Why are you here? What makes you great? What makes you unique? You know what? I think you're too close to yourself to actually even see it. I think if we asked a lot of your friends and family members, they would know. But I want you to know it. I want you to declare it. I want you to see it. So I've developed this really simple questionnaire. You just download it. It's kind of like a quiz. But you're going to know all the answers to this quiz because it's a quiz about you. And when you complete it right there in your own handwriting, it's going to be perfectly clear to you what your thing is. So do me a favor. No, do you a favor and download this questionnaire. You can get it for free by going to shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And then answer the questions. And I want to hear from you. Send me an Instagram message and let me know, like, what is your thing? I'm really excited to hear. And I know you will be too. It can be life-changing and clarity providing to know what your thing is. The same answers are going to come up over and over again when you fill out this questionnaire. It's going to be so obvious to you. And it's going to give you that boost in confidence that maybe you've been missing. All right. Again, shaleen.com forward slash my thing. And I am really excited for you to do this.